to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. And welcome to episode two of the Thrive Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk you through our planning guide, business planning cheat sheet, and you can actually download a copy of this on the website at thrivepodcast.co slash two. It's thrivepodcast.co slash two. So Sloan and I try to, and I that by that I mean try, <laughs> we try to sit down once every three months to very consciously look back and reflect on what's happened in the last season, talk a bit more about what we want to change in the short term, change in the long term, and just really make an active effort to work on the business instead of getting sucked up in the business every single day. And it's way easier to say than it is to do, but um, this guide is essentially the tool that we use every three months to go through our business planning process and back in the world of corporate, we used to spend days, 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 weeks even, coming up with corporate plans, marketing plans, um, for campaign planning. And sometimes those plans would just sit on the shelf and it was overly convoluted and complicated. And so one of the things we try and do is just really simplify this and make it work for minimum amount of resources and time and energy that we have to spend on it. But I would tell you guys that I do think it's very important to do, and we actually do it once every quarter, Um, and I like to plan in quarters as opposed to thinking we need to plan the whole year, because I change my mind a lot, and we like to try a lot of things, and sometimes they just don't work. Happy to try it on for size, move on to the next thing if it ain't for you. So um, if you want to, you can download the guide on the website at thrivepodcast.co backslash two, or you can just grab a pen and paper, follow along and chart it out for yourself. Just hit pause and figure it out and then go back and hit play and just grab a piece of paper. So just talk you through a few guiding principles first. And the first one, as I've already mentioned, is to stay focused on the next three to six months rather than having to worry too much about the 12 to 18 month timeframe. And So if it's December right now, then we'll plan to actually revisit this in March and adjust as time goes on. And I know some of you might say, but wait, some of my weddings, they book 12 to 18 months out in advance and I totally get it. But this, the whole point of this exercise is to kind of look at what you're actively working on in the next three to six months, as opposed to worrying too much about trying to control what you're going to be doing in the next 18 months. Number two, clear your calendar. Eliminate distractions and commit to having a rough plan outlined when you are done. And I would recommend that you actually set aside a full four-hour window, so in the morning or in the afternoon, and set aside time based on your schedule, time of day that you like. It could be the middle of the night if you're a total night hour. It could be first thing in the morning or it could be late afternoon if you're that type of person. Just whatever time suits you and your life and your schedule. And I do recommend, though, that it is at least a four-hour window. Um, If you are a solopreneur, somebody who runs their business on their own, 
You can, if you want to, enlist the help of a trusted friend or partner. Depending on your personality, you might want to have somebody to actually challenge your assumptions or push you out of your comfort zone. Or you might just want somebody who can document your thoughts. Somebody who can literally be a bit of a scribe and take notes or come circle around and make sure that they've captured all the questions that you might come up with. And of course, if you're like me, feel free to do it on your own as well. If you really enjoy kind of sorting these things out by yourself, just... If you need somebody to hold yourself accountable, look for help elsewhere, but don't be afraid to do this by yourself either. Number four, come prepared. So if you can, go to the website and download this guide. So it's thrivepodcast.co backslash two and read through the guide before you actually kind of sit down and start. Give yourself a couple days to digest the information. You'll want to actually look up some key data points. So things like your sales revenue, um, if you've spent money on things, your kind of costs of goods sold, plus all your other expenses, if you have any financial results for the past year on hand, if you have any um, activities or campaign results that you've used, might also be worth looking at those. That will help you make some better decisions, more informed decisions for 2019. Number five, make this an analog experience. So grab yourself just a notebook and the fanciest pen you want, put your laptop away and turn your phone on airplane mode. And I've really gotten back into the world of just using pen and paper to jot down ideas. And I can't, I don't know, I can't begin to tell you how much I think this has actually just changed the way that my brain is actually functioning and even just absorbing information. So I can, I can type with the rest of them and I'm real fast, but there's something around just scrolling out ideas on a pen with a pen and piece of paper that really kind of helps you digest it and consider it a little bit differently. Number six, nourish yourself. So make sure you've eaten breakfast or lunch or dinner before you actually sit down and start your plan and be prepared with a really large bottle of water and or a pot of tea or cups of coffee, glasses of wine, anything, whatever it is you think you need to get through for the next four hours. And don't forget to set the mood. So you could be a music in the background type of person. You could be candles, it could be essential oils, could be just making sure you're in the middle of natural light. However you work best, set yourself up for success. And if it's me, we're just sitting in the front yard on my big Adirondack chairs with the dog, listening to the birds. That's it. Easy as that. Next one is just get started. And I know there are so many reasons and so many excuses that we might talk ourselves out of doing something. But guys, just get on it. Just do it. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just start. And as you move through the sections, you might end up wanting to jump online, answer some questions. I urge you to resist the temptation. Just make a note of it, highlight it, star it, asterisk it, put it in a box, circle back later. Try not to get distracted. And the next one is really push yourself out of your comfort zone. Dream big. Don't limit yourself to what you've done before or just stay in your comfort zone or look at what other people are doing. Be open to possibilities, make your own path, and focus on creating your dream life and set yourself some ambitious goals. And last but not least, grab yourself a kitchen timer. I have to say this is probably one of my all-time favorite productivity tools is setting yourself a timer. If you don't have a kitchen timer, timer on your phone will do, or you can find a timer on the internet, but don't, get, don't allow yourself to get distracted. Set it on airplane mode and just head down, bum up, get into it. So, jumping into the good bits, part one. Let's dream big. So for each section, we have written out what is a 
what we would consider a focus question. So this focus question for this section is, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? So set your timer for 30 minutes and grab your pen and paper. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and let's get dreaming. Grab your notebook and begin a total brain dump. It doesn't matter what comes to mind, and you need to fill up at least four pages of ideas. Tell that voice in your head to just go away until you hear that timer go off. There is no, I can't, I shouldn't. Ladies, if it appeals to you, write it down. No filter, no judgment, no nothing. Don't worry about organizing your thoughts. This is pure stream of consciousness. This is a quantity of ideas is better than quality of ideas. And you might find yourself meandering off into some la-la daydream land. That's fine. Keep going. Keep going down that path. You don't know where it's going to go. And keep writing until the timer goes off. And only after the timer goes off can you allow yourself to circle back, underline, highlight, star the ideas that truly appeal to you. And as a bit of a side note, if you have not read Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek, I highly recommend it. He put that book out, I think, 10 years ago. And I don't know if you are the entrepreneurial type, you will absolutely love it. But there is an exercise in there called dreamlining. And it's definitely worth doing because he kind of sets the benchmark about setting ambitious goals for yourself, but also makes you realize just how achievable some of those goals are. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes for you guys. Part two. So coming back to reality. And in this section, we talk about setting your boundaries. So no doubt in the last season of your business, you've learned a thing or two about what you do not ever want to repeat. It could be working weekends. It could be working late into the evening, working with a specific type of client, working with the number of clients you've had producing a specific kind of work, working with specific kinds of flowers. We've all been there, and every time out, there's something to be learned. So your focus question for this section, what do you never, ever, ever want to experience again? (laughs) To give you guys a little bit of inspiration, here's a couple of mine. So one is working late into the night. My bedtime is 9.30. 9pm if I have my way, 9.30 if things aren't going so great, and I'm a bit hyper. I'm an early to bed, early to rise kind of girl, and as I get older, I realize I need more sleep, and it's just the most important thing for me to function. So that is something that, barring probably three times a year with Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, and Christmas at this point in my career, that I'm just like, "Mm mm-mm, bedtime is 9 p.m. I should also say the other exception is when I go do strike or bump out at venues, um, but that's all part of the job, but when it's under my control, my bedtime is 9 p.m. Number two, skipping CrossFit. So I signed up to CrossFit about two years ago, and we've been going fairly religiously for three days a week, and over the past, I think, 18 months, I've truly realized that that time, that time at CrossFit, that 60 minutes, is my time, and my clients are not as important as I am to me. And even during busy Christmas period this past week, we went and we went three times. And I go at a time that suits me, at a time that I know I've got somebody covering things at the shop that I know isn't going to impede getting to bed early to get up to go to the market. I just make it work. And it's one of the first things that I'll schedule in the week. And my third boundary is working for clients who don't appreciate us. If you're a bride looking for the cheapest wedding flowers out there, we are not the solution for you. And I am fine with that. I don't care. I am not apologetic. I know how much energy and effort we put into these things. And we are not going to 
discount our prices just because you're on a tight budget. So those are just a few of my boundaries that I've really stuck to in the last probably six months. And guys, go crazy. Set as many no-go areas as you like. You could talk about specific flowers you don't want to work with. You could talk about specific venues you don't want to work at. You could talk about specific days of the week you don't want to be working on. You can talk about specific times of day you don't want to be working on. You could be limiting the number of weddings that you're taking every season. You can really do whatever you want to be protective of your time and your energy. And again, pull out your notebook, capture everything that comes to mind. Write your shortlist below. So, timer, 30 minutes. Tools, pen and paper. Part three, your goal income. So set your timer, guys. This is three minutes. And I even think three minutes is too long. But all you need is your pen and your notebook. Timer, three minutes. And this exercise in identifying how much money you want to make is way easier than you think. It's already in your head, guys. You've already told yourself. You know what it is. It doesn't even matter if you tell yourself it's a million dollars or if you're trying to make up a new number. You already have a goal in mind, but you're probably scared to say it out loud. How much money do you want to make in 2019? At this point in time, don't worry at all about the how, just the what. So we've got a little box in our worksheet that says this year, I want to make, insert your number. If it helps, here are mine. So I want our company to turn over a million dollars in 2019, and I want to make $200,000. It's ambitious, and I'm not sure how we'll do it, but those are the numbers on my mind. Those are the numbers that have just stuck with me. Part four, thinking back. So now we're getting into the really juicy bit of this planning process. So think back to the last three, six, even 12 months if you need to. Go back to your calendar to remind yourself of all the clients, the projects you've worked on. Look at your Instagram to remember the things that you've done. And I guarantee you guys, it'll be way more than you think. Set your timer for 60 minutes and here are a few questions to help you get through this one. What did you enjoy working on in the past six months? What projects stick out in your mind as your favorites? Did you have favorite clients? Did you have favorite arrangements, favorite designs, favorite, you know, kind of side hustles that had nothing to do with your day job? What felt really easy? What were the projects or clients you worked with that did not feel like work? And those are the ones you truly want to remember, guys. Write down as many details about those clients as you possibly can. Number three, what did you hate doing? What were the low points of your last season in this business? What felt really hard? What did you struggle with? And I know you probably just don't even want to think back, but just jot them down. Just give yourself a quick note to remind yourself of things you just don't want to be dealing with again. Question number four, how much money did, you, did your business bring in in the past year or the past six months, depending on the time frame you want to look at? And it is, this is where it's really important to actually have your profit and loss statement in front of you or to look at your total sales revenue and just actually add up how much money did you make in the last six months. And then from there, so how did you make this money? Where did you actually make the most money? Where did you have the most financially impactful projects or clients? There is a general ethos, I guess you could call it, in the business world that 20% of your energy goes to making 80% of your profit. Is that the same for your business? Are there things that you did that only took up a small portion of your time but contributed to a huge amount of your revenue? On the flip side, where did you actually lose money? 
what did you end up spending way more time than you had budgeted for or way more money than you had budgeted for? Write those things down. Those are great learning opportunities. Next, did you run any special promotions? Did you have any specific campaigns? Did you run any partnerships? Did you participate in any bridal shows, Facebook advertising, print advertising, online directories? Is there any specific analytics or results that you can actually pull from to demonstrate the impact that those activities had? Were there any kind of non, I guess, data-driven results from those about building relationships, you know, gaining trust within the industry, meeting new people, um, as well as do you know if you actually booked any clients specifically based on those activities? So is there any revenue that is that you can look back at to say this is a direct result of having participated in XYZ? And lastly, where are you getting the most of your leads from? Where are clients finding you? And in our instance, um, most of our clients actually come from the network of industry people down here in the Southern Highlands. So it's either venues or other industry hair and makeup artists, cake makers, photographers, celebrants. Um, that's where we actually end up getting the majority of our leads from. And then it comes through our website and then we get leads through Instagram. So it's just might be very different where you guys are, but just something to certainly look at. Part five, thinking forward. So set your timer for 60 minutes and again, pull out your calendar, a pen and paper. So part one, how will you actually make money in the next six months? So the first part of this question is set your baseline revenue. Start with repeating your wins from the last season. So those things that felt easy, those things that you really enjoyed doing and make it your mission to repeat the pieces that you liked from the last six to 12 months and use that as your kind of foundation revenue stream for the next season of your business. So if the bulk of your revenue is coming from booking uh, wedding designs and you know that you're really happy doing that, then you know that that's where the bulk of money is gonna come from for the next six months and that's where you wanna focus your energy on. And then step two is looking at ideas and kind of experiments to add to that baseline revenue. So how else might you want to make money? What other revenue streams might you want to consider for your business in the next six months? Now, come up with maybe seven to 10 ideas. They could be good ideas, bad ideas, doesn't matter. Take those ideas and then create a short list of the three that you want to test in the next six months. The next bit, schedule it in. So Grab your calendar, write in any existing commitments that you have. That could be family commitments, school commitments, travel plans, friend celebration. Cross out all your holidays and days you're committing entirely to yourself. And guys, I recommend doing this with permanent pen. Something you cannot change as new opportunities come up, new commitments come up, new clients inquire. Put your family and yourself first. And then on top of that, layer in your baseline project. So schedule in large chunks of time for those big programs that you want to work on, for those big events that you have. And in and around that, make sure you do leave yourself some white space. So if you know you've got a big wedding on one weekend, I would highly recommend that you make sure you don't take a wedding the next weekend and or the weekend before your big event. Give yourself that time to get energized and get in the right mindset. And finally... Identify full days and weeks where you can actually work on your new ideas and trial your latest revenue generating projects. So whether that's setting up hands-on workshops and trainings, um, whether that's you know looking at doing pop-up retail experiences, 
find big chunks of time in your calendar that you can actually commit to this and creating little project plans for yourself and mark it on the calendar. Part six, take a moment to reflect. So let's step away from the calendar for a minute and step outside. Maybe go for a little walk around the block. Set your timer for five minutes to give yourself a little break from planning. Take a few deep breaths and observe the world around you. Take a bio break and maybe make yourself a new cup of tea. Then let's step back in front of that calendar and ask yourself a few key questions. One, does what I see light me up? Am I excited by this? Is this going to get me energized? Two, is there anything on this calendar that I'm dreading? If in doubt, take it out. And guys, let me tell you from experience, if you've already booked in with clients and you're already dreading it, do what you can to graciously excuse yourself from that program. So if it means providing them with an alternative supplier, if it means saying, I'm sorry, I can no longer doing this for you, save yourself the headache and graciously bow out. In an ideal world, you would be able to supply them with an alternative solution, but just know if your instinct is telling you something's not right, guys, trust me, <laughs> just trust me. The next question, am I pushing myself out of my comfort zone? Are there any things on this calendar that I've committed to that I'm at least 10% scared about or 20% scared about? If it's a new installation, a new venue, a new type of design that a bride's asked you to do, Guys, these are the things that really push you out of your comfort zone, and it's phenomenal. So the more the merrier. I strongly encourage you to have a couple of projects on the cards in the next six months that make you feel uncomfortable. And last but not least, is there enough white space? So some would say that ideally 20% of your calendar should appear blank or white. This leaves you space to play and jump on new opportunities as they arise. And this is an area that I suck at, <laughs> suck at so bad. Constantly over committing and filling up too much time with other things that I probably shouldn't be doing. But this is part of my plan for 2019 is to create more white space so that I can have more time to do things that recharge and energize me. Part seven. Now it's time to implement your plan. So let's look at that first week in your calendar and start to map out each day of the week. A few things that are worth keeping in mind is one, setting a schedule. So work through a set of defined work hours and pencil in your to-dos for each day. So your, your working day might be a little bit different depending on if you have kids, if the kids are at school, um, if you're working on your own, if you're working with a partner. Just know that I absolutely think it's worth having set work hours and set not work hours. Two, stay focused. So stick to two or three deliverables every day and don't try and do all the things all the time. You'll be surprised if you put three things on your to-do list every day, five days a week, it's 15 things done at the end of the week and you'll feel so accomplished as opposed to thinking, oh, I can do all these 15 things on Monday and then other things come up, somebody gets sick, you have 8,000 new inquiries because of some new activity that you've done. Just give yourself that grace to do two or three deliverables every day and you'll be surprised at what you get through in a week, in a month, and then in a quarter. Number three, make it tangible. So be specific about what you want to achieve when you sit down to get work done. So rather than tell yourself, I'm going to work on, insert project here, insert client here, replace that with, I am going to complete the proposal for XYZ. And it's such a subtle 
shift in language, but the mindset shift that that creates is phenomenal. So it's about productivity, it's about achieving, and it's about setting yourself a deadline to say, I'm not just going to work on this, I'm going to get this done. And bust your balls until you do. Number four, claim your weight space. Your time with friends and family is so important, and your client's requests are not more important than your son's birthday party, your daughter's school meet, sports day, going out for drinks with the girls, I don't care what it is. That table arrangement over there is not more important than you recharging and reconnecting with the people that you love. The number of times this past week I had to tell myself (laughs) that that person's Christmas arrangement is not more important than my sanity is remarkable. And it sounds completely absurd, but it's so true. And I don't care if you have to say it out loud. I don't care if you have to find somebody to tell you. But it is so important to remind yourself that you need to come first. And related to that, make time for play. Every week, make time for creativity. However that manifests itself for you, use it as an opportunity to recharge and regenerate your energy. And that time for creativity could be as simple as a quick, I don't know, pencil drawing or pulling out your Crayolas and coloring in, or it could be actually making a floral arrangement for your dining room table, or it could be writing a blog post. It could be, I don't know, creating some new book organization system for yourself everybody's creativity is a little bit different and what you get energized from is very different than the next person the only thing I will say is just make time for it every single week because it is very important to your psyche and your soul part eight let's celebrate planning is so often forgotten neglected undervalued And it's so easy to get wrapped up working in your business, just reacting to what's happening every day, that we forget to take a step back to work on our business, to think about where we're actually going and if we're moving in the right direction. So do something for yourself to recognize your achievements. Get a facial, eat a piece of cake, buy a new box of tea or a set of fancy pens. Heck, buy yourself a new pair of pajamas. It doesn't matter what it is, just make sure you do something to acknowledge yourself and the time you've invested in being in control of your business. And guys, I just have to say, I would absolutely love for you to download this PDF and send me a quick photo of you putting it to work. Let me know what you think. Let me know what's working, what's not working. If you can, take a picture and post on Instagram and tag at littlebirdbloom. That's me. And I'll definitely share it on our Instagram feed as well. So don't forget, you can download this PDF at thrivepodcast.co backslash two. That's thrivepodcast.co slash two. And I so would love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions or comments, shoot me a quick email, visit the website, submit your questions, and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you.